Coming live from Idaho, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Josh Tapp, entrepreneur and podcast host, host of the Apple iTunes Top 50 Marketing and Entrepreneurship Podcast, The Lucky Titan. And Josh has interviewed with over 1,500 of the world's top entrepreneurs and taken their voice to the world. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you so much, AJ. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a fun one. I've uh, You've got me all excited about that we have an audience in India here because that's really where we're, we're targeting right now is, is working with the Indian people in the podcasting realm. So I'm so super excited about that. Thank you. Thank you for taking out time to join us. And as, as the topic is today, Josh is, uh, is on the uh, importance of podcasts, how podcasts are being the central part of every marketing activity, why you should use a podcast at the center of your marketing and brand strategy We'll get insights and tips from you that you talk about. You are an expert of that and you are a fifth generation entrepreneur yourself. So what, who better than talking about all these things? So Josh, straight away, what exactly, how do you see as an entrepreneur from that part of the world? How do you see podcasts? And then we'll come to from this part of the world. How do we yeah. see from you? Yeah, I, I love that question because podcasting in and of itself has become such a unique model. I mean, in the US, for example, right, or in the UK and most of the you know primary English speaking countries, we've found that there's the adoption rate of, of listening to podcasts is drastically increasing. But the supply of podcasts, the people who are actually effectively podcasting has not changed over the last four years. It's really intriguing, even through the COVID-19 shenanigans, right? Everybody um, started launching podcasts, right? We went from 1 million to 3 million, I think it was. But active podcasts, that means people who are, who are podcasting at least once per month, um, there are still only 425,000 of those. That number has not changed over the last three years. It's so intriguing to me because in the US, that means... There's not as much competition as everybody thinks there is for the listenership, but listenership is growing. And we haven't even touched India. We haven't even touched China yet. And I get really excited about, you know, these Asian countries, these African countries that can start to really adopt this, this medium because podcasting in and of itself is the most effective medium of getting your message across to an audience, hands down. Right, Josh. And you see... Earlier podcast was for, you know, entertainment, sharing information for a lot of other stuff. But now uh, it has uh, been contextualized in business. And that right. is where the big part is. And when you talk of, you know, it becoming part of business, then it has opened the doors for and doors and windows and everything for, you know, video podcasts. also, And that is right. where, you know, both ways it's growing. Uh, in terms of podcast. And so your insights that will be very helpful here will be, you know, for businesses, you know, brands, companies, small businesses, freelancers, professionals, consultants, coaches, you know, doctors, 
people who have started their own thing during this great resignation. So right. where does this podcast fit in? So starting from here, you know, where exactly, you know, brands, Hawaii should be central to strategies for companies. So in a nutshell, if you can tell it where exactly, how people can use it, why it should be central to your marketing and branding strategies. Uh, so yeah. that businesses and small businesses, big businesses, brand can find their answers to this. Yes. And I love this question because the truth is, AJ, is that podcasting in and of itself, people look at it like it's it's a tool to just grow an audience of, of people who listen to your show, right? That actually is a product of what happens when you leverage podcasting correctly. What we found is that podcasting in and of itself is actually a very solid business tool. And I have to illustrate this with a story because, A, I always tell people you need to tell stories, otherwise you're bored. But I'm, I, for myself, these, these stories that, that we can leverage help illustrate this for you in a way that you can apply to yourself. So for, for me, I've actually been in the podcasting realm for over 10 years, I almost said 12, 10 years. And uh, for the last 10 years, we've been focusing on how do we take this industry up to that next level? How do we leverage a podcast as a B2B monetization strategy, right? Business to business, or I like to call it E2E, like entrepreneur to entrepreneur, because I think- Great. I, think I, I, like, I like that. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. I like that. E2E. I love it. The, the reason why I like saying E2E is because there's like this new generation of entrepreneurs that aren't really like business people, right? I did my master's degree in business and that is a whole different world dealing with, you know, publicly traded companies and PE firms and all the other dumb things that quite honestly, like don't embody entrepreneurship. They, they embody science and math. It's like, it's like going professional in a sport, right? Like everybody's like, oh, I want to play for the NFL, the NBA, whatever. And then when they when they get there, they realize it's literally just science and math. That's all it is. Um, it's it's gone past it being a game anymore, right? It's the same thing with business. Is that people are trying to get it so perfectly refined that they're missing the spirit of entrepreneurship. So for me, I like selling to entrepreneurs, right? I'm an entrepreneur selling to another entrepreneur, somebody who has that creative element in their in their life, and they want to build a business around being an entrepreneur. So I digress. But coming back to this is that. In the E2E markets, right? You're a coach, you're a consultant, you're an agency maybe at some point. You're saying, I want to sell to, to business people. I'm going to tell you a secret right now. You're not going to get there by posting on social media. It doesn't work that way. If you want to sell your, let's say you're doing hair products or makeup or something, Instagram, TikTok, these places are very, very valuable tools because that's where people are going to consume that media. But as an entrepreneur, people think they can use that same tactic on LinkedIn or on Instagram or on Facebook, and it doesn't work that way. Yes, it can supplement what you're doing, but it cannot be a core marketing strategy. The true value of E2E entrepreneurship is that actually finding those entrepreneurs has to be done through true networking, right? People are like, okay, well, then I, I need to join these networking groups and just go meet random entrepreneurs. I would say no. I would say leverage a podcast as that networking tool. It's what AJ and I are, are doing right here. I mean, we have this opportunity to meet each other, to hear each other's stories. I mean, we'll obviously be friends moving forward. AJ is an amazing guy, I can already tell. And like this opportunity for us to network gives us an opportunity to do business together. And I have found for myself that if I can leverage that show, like my own show, 
to meet people, it becomes a very tangible business asset. Secondarily, what it does is it's, it's a core piece of content, what we like to call a pillar piece of content that we can then repurpose and use all over the internet. You can have your social media strategies, you can have a YouTube channel, you can have a podcast, a book, all of those things by just having a podcast. Does that make sense? Right, right. Uh, and there is a growing acceptance even in India. I, I can tell you this. Uh, I started actively doing live podcasting uh, six months, seven months in January. But I tell you in the last two months, even a lot of PR agencies have started approaching me uh, like they used to approach me during my full-fledged journalism days in CNBC or Reuters or the Press Trust of India. Now, this is the type of shift is happening that companies want to be seen on platforms like this and they are getting aware of the seriousness of some of these, you know, uh, podcast shows that yeah. is a good thing because they are trying to reach that audience which they know that they cannot do through social media which you said that all social media will not be not take them where they want to but Correct. just your expertise you have talked to 1500 entrepreneurs that's not a small numbers <laughs> and they ask for your advice you have this company called podcast multipliers also provide you know, a lot of inputs and help more than six, seven, fifty entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's to launch, monetize and scale their own industry leading podcast. So what do you want to tell uh, these people? They launch their podcast. How does a small business brand can still have resource a small business? How do they decide which path to take? Can you elaborate on that? And especially on a lot of consultants, which form a huge number of people. Yeah. And, and this, I love this question, AJ, because what happens is when people with small businesses, when they start seeing all of these flashy strategies, like, Oh, I can run Facebook ads. I could have a YouTube channel. Oh, maybe I should do Facebook live. Maybe I should. It gets so confusing because people don't have an actual strategy behind it. Right. What we've built at podcast multipliers, and we've actually built a whole program called the Pantheon around this is we've built a path for people, a strategy that can encompass all of those things, just starting with one solid pillar first. You know, people people look at at marketing like it needs to be you know throwing a bunch of mud on the wall and seeing what sticks, but that's really not how it works. The way that it works is you find a, a group of people that you really love that you want to serve, and then you ask them what they want and you just give it to them. That's all it is. And and people look at it like, oh, maybe I need to just get my product and start throwing it out there and say, who wants this, right? That's not that's not how business works. And especially if you're in the B2B or the E2E space, I have found that so many people are out there trying to just haphazardly throw their content out there and it doesn't work. So the way that I like to go about it, and this actually, I'm going to kind of preface this with a story. If you're watching this on live, you'll see this book here. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. I read this book um, at 11 years old. Okay, This book is one that everybody needs to read because this one was a paradigm shifter for me even at 11 years old. That was when I first started my first business was at 11 because I said, hey, I love what, what they talk about here in here. I'm going to go and, and try it. Right, And at the time, I couldn't think bigger than a lawn mowing company or maybe window washing. But hey, it was a business and I realized, Hey, I could start making some money doing other things and selling services. And it, it set me off on my entrepreneurial journey. 
But what it talks about in that book, in The Richest Man in Babylon, I would highly recommend you read it. It's about 100 pages. It talks about in that book the power of just 1,000 people and how if you can have 1,000 people in your immediate network, you can literally touch every corner of the world. And I have seen that happen over and over and over again with our clients, with myself, and with everybody who does this methodology. A podcast allows you to conglomerate and aggregate that group of people, and you are at the center of it. You've provided them value. Those people can help you get there. You know, I, I have in my bio there, our team always, always changes the number and increases it as we meet more and more right. people. But when I hit 1,000 people, I went on a, a super awesome vacation. I went and, and rewarded myself. And it wasn't because, oh, hey, I'm a billionaire, but we had made millions of dollars at that point. And I realized it was exactly the number that I was told when I hit a thousand use or a thousand, excuse me, a thousand um, people in my network that I had met personally. That's when we made our money. And so I always tell people, I'm like, you need to go on the journey of a thousand people, right? Go on that journey, meet 1000 people and just watch what happens. Your network grows. You can generate lots of business. And I'm going to talk strategy here for just a second, AJ, because I want to give people some actionable Gary, steps to Gary, uh, Gary, carry on, carry on, Josh. The floor well, is all yours. I am a listener <laughs> myself. <laughs> well, so so let me give you kind of some context, some context right. here. Most people, when they come into my world, they're like, Josh, but how do I make money with a podcast? And that's the wrong question. The, the question is, how do I turn my podcast into a business, not into a podcast, right? I want whoever's listening to this show, if you're going to start a podcast, to stop worrying about how many people are listening to your show. That number does not matter. It'll eventually grow. It just happens, right? We have a whole service where we help people grow to 10,000 downloads on their podcast within 90 days, right? We can do that. That moves the needle in one way, but I've shown people how to literally close seven-figure deals from their show before they even have five listeners on their show. And the reason why is because you can leverage your show to really generate some real cash. So there's seven different ways that we have that you can produce revenue. Obviously, we're not going to be able to uh, to dive into all seven here on this, this interview today, but I do have a free document you guys can go leverage. It has a checklist. It has a mini course. Everything's tied to it. It's free so that you can actually monetize your show. There's seven different ways you can use. The core and most important one that I always tell people is stop trying to sell your own crap, okay? I don't care if it's the world's best product, you're the world's best consultant. Stop trying to sell that for two minutes and just watch what happens. So the first thing I tell people, stop worrying about your listenership. The second thing is quit trying to sell your garbage. Okay. Focus first on being a solution provider. So this is what I mean. When I bring somebody onto my show at AG, I'm sure you'll do this with me, right? Is as I'm talking to somebody, I will listen to them and hear what they are saying. Not just what they're saying, but what they're actually saying, right? The you're reading between the lines and figuring out where are they in their business journey, right? So when I interview somebody on my podcast, this is an ideal client for me. This isn't just some random Joe Schmo that might make a good interview. I'm like, this is somebody that's going to be a highly, highly valuable person to my audience, but I know that I could turn them into a sale at some point and I know how to help them. I've been in the marketing industry for about 15 years now and marketing in and of itself, um, there's about 15 different services that everybody needs to use at some point in their business journey. So I've made relationships with 15 different people 
who I can promote their stuff and they will give me a commission for it. So what I do is when somebody comes on my show, I'm diagnosing where they're at, right? And just to kind of illustrate this, right? If I were to go to a doctor and I'm having heart pain, right? I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm going to a general doctor, right? Maybe like a pediatrician type doctor, right? right. I go okay. to him and I say, oh, my heart's really hurting. He's like, oh, great. You know what? I've done a couple heart surgeries and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do yours for really cheap. It's only going to be like $2,000. Do you think I would go with that guy? Like, there's no way, no way I would go with that guy. But what he will do is he's like, Josh, you're having extreme heart pain. Um, all you have to cover the cost of this, this visit, right? It's $150 for you to come in and, and do this visit. But I'm going to refer you over to the best heart surgeon in the world. He's going to do your surgery. He's done 5,000 of these over his 50-year career or whatever. And, you know, for me, I'm going to trust that doctor now more than ever because he referred me to somebody who saved my life. It's the same thing in business. People just sit here trying to sell their own stuff. We're like people out there just, I don't know if you've, have, have you guys ever been to Mexico? Have you been to Mexico, AJ, and been to like Chichen Itza? Have you ever been to that place? No, not, not me. Okay, I'm not, just curious. Not, not yet, yet. Maybe you, you got a boat, I haven't. So <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you're I go, you should come with me. <laughs> but we, so we went to this beautiful temple um, in Mexico. So I actually lived in Mexico for a couple of years and I had never gone to this temple. But last year, my wife and I went to Cancun and it's the biggest Mayan temple out there. And I was so excited to get there. But the second you walk in the gate, it is lined with vendors. I mean, I'm talking 400, 500 people hawking their crap. And they're sitting here going, I give it for you for a dollar. I give you a dollar, right? Like only a dollar. And then you'd walk up and they'd try to sell it to you for like $150, right? And it was, it's just such a gross feeling because it's, it's jumping out, trying to just throw your crap at people. And what people don't realize is you're doing the same thing when you're going out there trying to throw your garbage at other people. And even if it's, again, I keep saying garbage, but that's kind of my trademark, right? Is it's, it's, it might be an amazing program. But the way that you're presenting it makes it look like crap. Okay. So the way that I the way that I look at it is saying, be that prescribing physician. So when somebody comes on your podcast and they start, you know, telling you about where they're at in business, their successes, their failures, you're going to identify, ooh, this person needs lead generation. This person needs help with their Instagram. This person needs help with their podcast, right? And then what I do is instead of just hopping off the call and saying, hey, that was a great interview, see ya. I spent about 30 minutes after my calls with them saying, Hey, I really loved your story. I know somebody who can help you with this specific area of your business, right? Do you want me to make the introduction? I can tell you right now, three out of every five introductions I make end up buying what I refer them to. So when I'm interviewing people on my show, I have a three out of five chance of making anywhere from two to $10,000 to refer them somewhere, right? So if I'm interviewing somebody every day, you know, we're sitting on a half a million dollar business by just interviewing somebody every day and people sit here and going, is it really that easy, Josh? It's that easy. You just have to make the, the, the relationships with people you can refer them to. But here's what happens. I, somebody comes on my show. We have a great conversation. I diagnose what's happening. I prescribe a solution that is not my business, right? Most of the time, the people who come into my world are struggling with lead generation. They're like, oh, I need more leads for my B2B business. I have an incredible agency that we've used many times. They do a fantastic job generating leads. So I refer them over to this lead generation agency. 
this lead generation agency charges them like three to $5,000 a month. And then they kick me like a thousand dollars a month on autopilot every month. This person stays the cool thing about this. I do none of the work. I didn't even close the deal. I just said, you need to meet this person. They meet that person. I get my monthly commission check, right? And I just have to pause here and ask you like, what would a thousand dollars do for you? Straight cash flow, something you don't have to work for. That's the question you need to be asking yourself. How many of your products would it take for you to keep a thousand dollars a month in your business? I can guarantee you it's a lot more than you, you think, but this is what happens. When I refer them to somebody else and I know that person is going to treat them so well, provide them an incredible experience. I have now earned the trust of the person I referred. They, they're like, you had me on your show. You introduced me to these people who are like changing my business. And then they always come back to me like, Josh, what the heck do you do? Like, what's your business? I don't even have to go and hawk my crap to them because they come asking me for it. They're like, what is it? I just feel like I owe you now. And then we then pitch them our service and the close rate is extremely high. We have anywhere from a 60 to an 80% close rate with these people because we don't rush to the sale. We help them get what they need. Then we provide them what they want. Right. Does it make sense? Right. It's, it's an incredible model. And that's one of the seven ways to monetize your podcast, but people sit here trying to get sponsors and all these other things. And it's like, you have money sitting right there. You've already made these relationships, just leverage them to generate some actual cash. Right. Right. That's right. Now, right. <laughs> no, great, great. Uh, that, that's <laughs> a lot of insight. And I'm sure for more people will obviously go and understand and get a lot of resources from your website, your, you know, links and all. So obviously I'll ask you to share your link, but I'll also put it on my YouTube description so that they can you know, find it easy to reach you. Now, in yeah, terms of podcasts for businesses, like for brands and businesses who are a bit on larger insights, now they don't have to worry about uh, numbers and all, but how best can they use uh, or make podcasts as the center of their marketing and branding strategy? How do they do that? That, that is a fun question because I've just, what we've been talking about for the whole beginning of this interview is for somebody who's like, I need this to make money, right? I need to generate sales, but there's a big group of people who are saying, Hey, I'm, I'm making millions of dollars already, or maybe hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, but I still want to have a podcast and I want it to be successful. Here is what a podcast actually does for you. It creates actionable, high value, high potency content. Now, here's the thing. Going on live is amazing. It's a great way to grow an audience. Doing um, a YouTube channel, great way to grow an audience. What podcasting does, it's not about growing an audience. It's actually about sustaining your audience and helping give value to people who already follow you. What we found is that, so we, we work with some multi-billion dollar brands and they, they come to us like, we need help with podcasts. We have a whole service where we go through and help them actually build the podcast. But what we found is that they're wanting to use the podcast as a way to generate a new audience. But when we actually apply it correctly, it keeps their audience there longer. It keeps their clients sticking. It keeps the people who follow them. It helps increase how quickly they will come and start buying people's, buying that person's product or service. And the cool thing about having a podcast is it is the only medium, the only type of media you can consume while doing something else. You know, you can't be 
running outside and watching a YouTube video. It'll make you sick, right? You can't be sitting there um, working out watching a video. You know, it's like there's all these different places. Driving, you should not be watching a video. Please don't watch a video while you're driving. But a podcast, you can consume it auditorially, right? It's something you can you can consume while you're doing something else. The fun part is they've done all sorts of scientific studies too, is that people who listen to podcasts are actually the most affluent audience on the planet because they are constantly trying to improve themselves and um, or constantly entertaining themselves, right? But <laughs> it's actually them consuming good, wholesome media that allows them to, to become more successful. The average income of somebody listening to a podcast is like five times higher than somebody who watches YouTube or who um, spends a lot of time on social media, right? It's really, really intriguing. So if you're in, you have a larger business and you're like, hey, this is more of a branding play, here's what we do. We say, take that podcast, so sit down for at least 10 minutes and either record a solo cast where it's just you, you know, the talking head video, or you, you do what AJ's doing, right? Interview somebody. You take that one piece of content, you take the video from it, you put it on YouTube. You take the audio from it, you post it all over iTunes, Spotify, all those places. You get it transcribed and you write some a blog post off of it. And those are your three big core pieces of content that every business is starving for. And you did it in 10 to 20 minutes, right? Maybe an hour, let's just say it takes you an hour once a week to do that. But then from that, those three core pieces of content, you can find little highlight snippets that can become um, uh, caption videos or audiograms, or you then can take any quotes and make them little static images that you can post all over social media. What we personally do is we do the three core pillars. So we do the, the video, the audio and the blog. But then what we do is we cut each episode into six pieces of micro content, right? So it becomes quote cards, um, audiograms, caption videos, and then we drip those out over six months on five different platforms it ends up becoming 30 pieces of content. So you basically have daily content from one hour of your time. Isn't that crazy? That strategy, that multi-purposing strategy is really that next level way to grow your brand because what will happen is when somebody tries to find you and you're, you're pitching them your product or service, they're gonna go Google you. They're gonna look at you on social media. If your brand isn't cohesive and look the same, feel the same, hear the same, on every platform, you're going to fail. They need to have a consistent experience with you no matter what platform they're on. And that's what repurposing that content does for you. Okay. Okay, Josh. Now in terms of brands, companies, small businesses, consultants, coaches, suppose if they start their own podcast, now how do they connect with their audience? Because their audience is also their potential client or existing client, they, yep. how do they connect with them? What should their messaging be? Love that, I love this. So if you're interviewing somebody, if you wanna do an interview style podcast, quit trying to interview people who are above your ideal client. So if you want people to listen to your show, let's just say you want your audience to consist of consultants who are making $100,000 a year. Don't go interview Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or Tony Robbins, right? That's a lot of people think you should do that. I don't believe that's the case. What we have found is that you should be interviewing other people who are at $100,000, other consultants who are at $100,000 or maybe $200,000. They're just one little half step further along the journey than your ideal client. That person, A, will buy from you 
but B, they are going to tell a story that will resonate with your, your ideal audience. That's how we get them to stick. And there's three things that I recommend everybody does if you're going to interview. And if you're not going to interview, apply these same three things to yourself. Every episode of your podcast needs to contain these three things. You need to have one good story. You need to have one solid actionable tip. And you need to have a call to action to apply that tip. So let me give you an example, right? So let's just say I'm going to, I tell the story about my book, right? I hold up this book and I talk about the richest man in Babylon. I do that like every time I'm interviewed because this is actually the exact copy um, of that book. I say, hey, I'm looking to gather a thousand of the world's best humans on the planet, right? We're here to help amplify and elevate their, their mission. Here's the story of, of why I do this. The second thing that I do is then say, now, if you are, are somebody who um, wants to be a thought leader or something like this, here's what you can do. Go find a thousand humans. So today, what I want you to do is I want you to go out and, and make a list of 10 people. Okay, that's my action tip that I give them. That's the, the second step, right? That's the tactic that I give them. Make a list of 10 people that you already know who you should connect with to discuss your mission with them, to share your mission with them. And then my call to action is saying, I want you to go contact all 10 of those people today. Okay, it takes you five minutes to contact those people. That is a good interview or that's a good piece of content. And what happens with that is that people, when they come and listen to your show and they hear a great story that connects with them, they get a good actionable piece of advice that they go apply, they will come back and say, okay, what's next? What's your next piece of advice, right? Or maybe what's your next guest piece of advice? I have found that for myself, especially as an entrepreneur, the podcasts that I consume, that I listen to, give me tips that I can go use today. The ones who don't, I usually don't go back and listen to them. And the reason why is because I didn't get something outside of that interview that made me want to come back. The thing that most people don't realize is the people who are providing good business to business content. It's not just tactics and tips. It's really great story. They have a lot of really good stories and I have actually not done a good job of this on today's interview of doing story, but it's early. I'm sorry. Um, I'll, I'll be better with you next time, but, um, it's, it's telling a lot of good story, but, but giving actionable advice that people can go use today, that is a big game changer, right? And it doesn't always mean, Hey, go, go download my free PDF, right? Cause I have my whole mini course, everything I even plugged earlier, right? They can go see that, go use that, but that's not always the best actionable piece of advice because that benefits me directly. But if I tell each of you, go make a list of the 10 people that you, you really want to connect with and invite them to an interview for your podcast. If you will do that, make a post about it, tag me, I will personally respond to it, right? Because I want to reward you for saying you did this. I will even promote the interview for you just because you went out and did that step. That's a good solid call to action for people that they can go use. I can be there to, to support them. And then they have built that connection with me and with you, AJ, because you put this together, right? That is such a huge value. And if you'll do that, people will come back over and over and over again. Okay. Okay. So now people decide this, uh, what do you call brands, companies and freelancers or consultants, they decide that, yes, they will have a podcast. So then the big question is who hosts the podcast for them? How do they right. go about it? So they're saying, and you're talking big brands, right? And all, even small businesses also. Uh, so who does they, they become lead generators or what, what do they, they become podcasters? How do they manage it? What is your advice for all these segments? Yeah. Yeah. So what I tell people is don't get so hung up on producing this, 
this, you know, Jimmy Fallon quality show, right? We all know Jimmy Fallon, right? Hilarious, really fun to watch guy. Don't go try to produce a show like that right off the bat. You don't have the money for it. Even if you're a billion dollar company, you don't have the budgets to go and build a ridiculous right. studio, right? Start with your phone. If you, if you have an iPhone or an Android, there are free apps you can download on these things and literally have a conversation with somebody, record it. That is an interview, right? But what, um, you know, what you're asking about, you know, AJ, about, about where, like who should be hosting it. If you're a bigger company and you have multiple people, it's, it's the person I like to call the dancing monkey. It's the relatable personality, right? We, we think about like, have you ever seen the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas? I don't know if you've seen that one, the Jim Carrey one. He has this giant monkey that's like clinging the symbols. That's what I feel like every day. That's like, I go out and evangelize our brand. I'm clinging the symbols saying, Hey, we have a really cool brand. Right. And there, every company has somebody like that. If you're a solopreneur, it's you. Even if you don't feel like you're that person, you're an, you're an introvert. It's okay. If you're an introvert, interview people. It's way easier than trying to sit in front of a camera and speak. It's hard enough. Right. I still, I've been doing this for 10 years. I still, when I go to sit down and, and record an actual video of me just staring at the camera and talking, it takes me five to six takes before I'm like, I'm confident with that take. But in an interview, right. never skip a beat, right? And I'm more of that introverted personality type. But uh, if you have more employees or you have people on your team, find that person who's just that fun personality, right? Who are like, hey, I want you to be that fun personality who can be the face of the company because the podcast content will become that that face right it'll become the the person that people look to when they see your brand and um if you're smart about it the way that we actually have gone about it every single member of my team we have 17 employees all of them have their own podcast and what happens is they're they're all about different topics you know our copywriters are not super business savvy people they're they're talking about copywriting they're talking about writing books and things like this but then they always mention the Pantheon, which is our, you know, our service that we're highly promoting, right? They're always mentioning it. They're not even pitching it. They're just like, oh yeah, so my work at the Pantheon, we did this, this, and this. And what's so funny is because we have so many different personalities and so many different areas talking about it, we end up having um, sales come through, through the door because they're doing it. And the funny thing is most of these people, all they do, most of my employees, they use this app called anchor.fm. It's a free app. They set up an interview with somebody, they send them that link, they record right there, click publish, done. They don't edit it, they don't do anything, and it, that's their podcast. And the fun part about that is that anybody can do that, right? You don't have to have a whole production team. When you start generating money from it, roll that in into making the production better and getting better guests and, and you know, making your, getting a better mic, getting a, a fun studio set up. There's so many ways to roll that money in, but, but I say start there. Start with finding that great host. And in some cases, if you're like, I am just terrified to run my own podcast, but I'm willing to do the work as far as production goes, um, find, find somebody else that you want to partner with. So let's just say you're a consultant and you're, you're doing business consulting. Find an agency that you would love to promote where you're like, these guys are amazing. I've loved their service. I promote them all the time. Talk with them about doing, we, we call it a co-branded podcast. So you go to them and say, hey, you know, you've got a really fun personality. How about we do a little back and forth um, conversation or, or would you want to host this and I will, I will edit it, right? That's the best way to find a host is I think people get so hung up in like, I have to do it so I'm scared to do it and they don't move forward. But you, there's so many different places you can leverage and people you can leverage to see that success. Right, right. And my last question, not question actually, 
you know, if you can share about your Pantheon method, you know, your proprietary method for scaling yeah. industry level podcasts. Yeah, well, absolutely. So the Pantheon, I've really kind of been touching on it here throughout this whole this whole thing. But the Pantheon is actually a seven phase process to go from you don't even have a podcast to you have an industry leading podcast that generates six and seven figure deals um, from it. So that's that's our proprietary system. We actually have a free download for you guys that you can go. Like I mentioned, it's got a course, it's got um, a checklist and a full a full. Um, uh, uh, seven phase document so you can go through it and actually start to monetize your podcast from today. It's at how to monetize a podcast.com. Um, it's the fastest way to get into our world. The Pantheon in and of itself is an invite only group. But what we do is we look at people who actually look at our documents or we know them personally, you know, and then we invite them to the Pantheon because what we're doing is really, if I were just to share my mission, I'm on a mission to find 1000 of the world's best people and to elevate their voices, amplify what they're doing, because I think we can really change the trajectory of not, I, the world always feels too big in a lot of cases, but I really think we can change the trajectory of content. I think so many people are putting just garbage content out there and we're, we're really changing the face of that by bringing these people together. And we have an amazing group of people so far already being a part of that. So that's the Pantheon. Right. Right, Josh. Lots of tips, lots of information and a lot of learning in this interview, which is 37 minutes, 48 seconds, 49 <laughs> seconds till now. But this is only a small bit of time and one can only extract as much as possible from you within this time span. For more, they have to either, you know, look at your website at all the resources that you offer. And beyond that, if they want, they have to connect with you. So how do they do that? How do they look at your resources? How do they reach you uh, uh, online? And how do they reach you offline? How do they? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and what I always tell people is, because I always tell my guests this, don't give 5,000 links. I say, go to howtomonetizeapodcast.com. That website is the gateway to our world. Like I, I actually reach out to people from there individually and check in on how they're doing. Um, those are my people, right? Because they're saying, hey, I'm ready to build a legacy. I need some help with it. How do we do it? And that's that's what it's all about for us. So go to howtomonetizeapodcast.com. Okay. Okay. Fine. Josh, uh, I think uh, that sums up for this, for today. And there is a, you know, I'll take a lot of learning for myself and understand how to actually, you know, bring more value to my audience. I'm not a industry i'm not a company i'm not a you know a, a very big podcaster but i will certainly try and learn as much as possible from whatever you are doing you are a very experienced podcast host yourself and an entrepreneur so all the best in whatever you are doing for everybody you know uh, uh, helping entrepreneurs and a lot of good human beings i can see that in whatever you are doing so with all this it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us. Yes, thank you. What a fun conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.